You're listening to Be Well With B, where I aim to uplift you through encouragement, information, and the Word of God, while promoting wellness of the spirit, soul, and body. I'm your host, Brittany Neesmith, and welcome back to another episode. Today, we will be talking about how God doesn't play about you. With that being said, let's get into it. I'm going to start by mentioning this first topic or portion of the story. When in Deuteronomy, when the Israelites were making their way from Egypt to the promised land, and they were basically uh, being forced to walk around a mountain one more time or several more times because they all had to die off because some of them were not making it into the promised land. There were three groups of people who God told them not to bother as they were making their way around. So each group of people, God said, no, you don't disturb them, don't fight them. The next one, don't disturb them, don't fight them, because I have them all in place there. This is what I got for them. Just like God has a place for the Israelites, God had a place for those people. And so Moses and the Israelites did not harm these three groups of people while they were making their way from Egypt. Now, this is important towards the end of the story, okay? We're going to be talking about Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. Israel and Judah were separated. And Judah was his own country. And it had his own king. King Jehoshaphat ruled for like 25 years, okay? This is found in 2 Chronicles 17 through 20. King Jehoshaphat did things right in the sight of the Lord. He um, he worshipped God correctly. He did not serve any other gods. He went around tearing down the other uh, high places and the things people use for idolatry. He took all that down. He also went around putting in place uh, basically a system where his people would learn about God. So he took his leaders. He took some Levites. And they went around the country teaching the people about God. There's a part where Jehoshaphat, uh, he allies himself with Ahab, who was like just a dramatic, not cool guy. He was the king of Israel and the husband of Jezebel. So he, you know, he was a lot to deal with, but he was evil in the sight of God, of course, because him and Jezebel run around in doing bad in Israel. Well, there is a part of the story where Jehoshaphat goes and he's with Ahab. And Ahab wants to go fight this group of people in Ramoth Gilead. He wanted to go fight them. And so all and so Jehoshaphat's like, sure, I'll come with you because you know we the same people. Like, I'm, I'm like you, like me, our people are the same people. Of course, I'll go fight with you. He goes, but I need you to go get and seek the word of the Lord. Okay. So all these other people, all these quote unquote prophets, because remember, this is Ahab. So he does not have prophets of the most high God. He has these other prophets of these other gods. They're telling him, yeah, you go. Go, you'll win. Of course. Yes, you'll have victory. All these different people. And so Joe Huff said, looking, and he looking, he go, okay, wait a minute, chill out. Then I tell you, do you not have somebody, do you not have a prophet of the Lord in here? 
So Ahab was like, a, like it's almost like le- reading something from a child. He's like, yeah, but every time he comes to prophesy, it's always something bad. He never tells me nothing good. It's always bad. <laughs> so he didn't want to hear from him. And so Joseph was like, look, listen, let's hear from the one who hears from the Lord. They go get the man. And when they go get the man, they tell him, hey, don't you come. Everybody else is saying something nice, something good to the king. When you get over here, you better say something good because they all know that this prophet always prophesies bad. So what does he do? He tried to, you know, prophesy okay. He was like, well, you know, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go win. You know, indeed, y'all do good. So the king gets mad. Ahab gets upset because he knows he's lying. All right. He knows he's not telling the truth. He goes, didn't I tell you to tell me the truth when you hear from the Lord? So he's like, all right, didn't I tell you the truth? So what's going to happen is that you're going to die. <laughs> Pretty much you're going to fail. So, mm. so Ahab gets upset. Um, he's like, see, didn't I tell you Jehoshaphat? He always only tell me bad things. And so as he's still saying it, Jehoshaphat, uh, the prophet, continued to tell him he was like yeah he goes i seen the god i seen the lord in his throne room and all these different spirits he was trying to say hey who's gonna get ahab to go die here and so uh, they're all you know they're talking amongst the symptom there's a spirit that says i can do it and the lord said how he goes i will be i will be a lying spirit in the mouth of his prophets and that way the disaster could come on him right and then one of the prophets gets upset. So basically what he's saying is like he's seen, you know, in a spirit world where a spirit said that he would go and be give the words to these other prophets. that Yes, that you will win. That helps con- hopefully convince Ahab to go. And so the prophet's telling him, like, you were never going to win. You were always going to die there. Well, one of the doggone prophets comes and slaps him in the face. He slaps the the prophet of the Lord in the face and said, well, which way did it, did that spirit go that the Lord sent to me? Like smart mouth. Okay, just, oh, I couldn't imagine. Anyways, and so he goes, well, you'll see when you end up hiding wherever you're going to be hiding at, right? So Ahab sent, his name is Micah, Micah, it's too many vowels in there. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. But it's Micah, right? He sends him back and tells him, hey, put him in prison and tell him, don't don't let him back out until I come back alive. Of course, we know what happened here. He don't. He don't come back alive. I'm a spoiler alert. He dies. You know how he dies, though? He dies. So he tells Jehoshaphat, hey, you, you know, I'm going to disguise myself as a uh, soldier and you could wear your normal kingly robes. And they were like, okay, do what you do. So he does that. And so a person shoots an arrow at random. Okay. This is not intended to hit at random shoots an arrow. The arrow gets stuck between like it shoots between the joints of the king's armor. So it gets in there between. So it hits the joint. You know how hard it is? Even if someone's aiming on purpose to get inside the joints of their armor it gets between the moving pieces of the armor and that arrow sits in there and basically he dies by the end of the day at random but you know what happened to jehoshaphat he went on home (laughs) so he went home 
un- unscathed safely to return home. But one of the prophets had came and met him and told him, like, why were you even helping that wicked man, pretty much, from God? He's like, that made God upset with you. But, you know, there's good in you because you've been taking away all of these idols and stuff. God sees your heart, basically. And that you also are seeking God for yourself. And that's when he went around, you know, putting more things in place in his, uh, in his kingdom in Israel. I'm sorry, in Judah. Now we're going to fast forward to the part where the beginning makes sense. So they're minding their business in Judah. But all of a sudden, these three countries, Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, decide to mobilize and come for Judah. Okay? So someone comes and tells Jehoshaphat this is going on. Jehoshaphat, of course, first he's afraid. Then he goes, and of course, he seeks the Lord. He goes to pray. And he made the entire country go on a fast. Okay? Which means everybody, men, women, children, everybody stop eating. Okay? Because we have all these people coming against us. We got to do something. We got to get the Lord's attention. And then they all gather together. And then Jehoshaphat gave this prayer out loud loud in front of everyone. He basically tells God, like, are you not God? All right? You're the most high God. The amazing God, you, you know, you gave us this land, you moved all the people out who were there and you promised us this land. And so the land you promised us that you gave us, that was yours, that you gave us, these people are trying to come take it. The same people who you told our forefathers not to harm and they're trying to pay us back by trying to come take our stuff. That does not sit right with me. Lord, do something, right? Do you not see them? And so while he was praying, Of course, the Spirit of the Lord comes upon this person named Jehaziel. Jehaziel tells him, uh, hey, I need you to listen. You don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed, right, about these people coming against you because the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. And you still want to go. Go up there. Move yourself that way. But you're not going to have to fight. Just watch and see. Go out there. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed, right? So, Everybody worships God. They praise God. And they get up early in the morning, right? They try to mobilize his troops of Judah. And he puts the praise and worshipers in the front, right? He gets them all up. They are singing and they're praising the Lord, saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And as they begin to sing and they're making their way to it, uh, ambushes are sent out against the people. Ambushes. What ambushes Brittany? Because there no one's there. Exactly. The same Lord of hosts set out angels. They are the ambushes. Right? They go out. Somehow these people turn upon themselves. So two two of the three groups attack and kill one of the groups first, knocks them out. And then the other two groups fight amongst each other. They all no one leaves alive. Everyone dies. All the people who are coming against them die from fighting against themselves. So by the time that Judah gets to even the top of the hill and where they were coming, all they saw when they got there were there were dead bodies everywhere. No one lived. And so when they went to collect the spoils, these people had jewelry and they had all these valuable things on their persons, which is weird. But they did. That took them three days. It took Judah three days to collect all the valuable things. 
that they got the key for themselves. And they went back and they praised the Lord again. Now, I want to end out with the rest of the stuff that happened with Jehoshaphat. I feel like it's very important. So, God was already upset with him once for aligning himself with someone that was evil. He aligns himself again with another evil king of Israel. And they went to build these boats. And he was also told that God is angry at you for aligning yourself with someone who was evil. And he was going to destroy all your works. And all those ships that they were, all the boats that they put together, they were wrecked. They were shipwrecked on their way to where they were going. But, I said all that to say, because Jehoshaphat did right in the sight of the Lord. Because he sought after God, did not serve any idols, went to teach his people about the Lord who's covering them. He said he was in a battle already in a war i'm sorry i missed i missed the part when he was in that war and the people were coming to fight uh, ahab that they were only gonna they only were looking for ahab which i feel like ahab knew that because he went to disguise himself and left jehoshaphat looking like a king okay i feel like that was a little that was a setup okay it just just look at you're in a battle and you know they only they only come to look for you. They only come to look for the king. He tells your host to stay in his normal clothes. And he's going to dress like a soldier. And so when those people came looking for only the king of Israel, they see a king, right? They see a king. They don't know that there's two kings. They just see a king and they go. But when they go to try to get him, Jehoshaphat prayed. And God kind of diverted those people away from Jehoshaphat. And then right after that is when that, that random arrow was shot. And kills Ahab. That's kind of low down. Now that I think about it. Like Ahab was setting Jehoshaphat up. For no reason. But anywho. But yes. He allowed himself once. He allowed himself again. And that kind of got him messed up. Can't do that. Don't allow yourself with people. Who ain't got nothing to do with you. But as I said. The battle. Jehoshaphat went his entire country. Was. They didn't have to fight one. They didn't have to fight one. God does not play by his people. He does not play about his chosen people. You and I are his chosen people. He does not play about us. Okay. When there is a, when there seems like a horde, because that's what that was like a horde of people coming against you, a situation coming against you, lies, conspiracies, what have you, um, strange personalities, sicknesses, financial issues, whatever is coming against you. You trust that God is going to fight your battles. The battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. People like to say that. But they don't know where it comes from. And by people, I mean me. I didn't know where it came from until I read the Bible myself. It comes from a real battle that they really didn't have to fight. <laughs> it's not just a song. It's not just a first of the song. <laughs> it's not. You remember back in the 90s? Who was it? Was it Fred Hammond that had that song? I don't know. It was a lot of, you know, I, I think it was Fred Hammond. Would somebody figure it out? But it's not that the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's and it's nice on the scene. It is literally the battle isn't yours. When you're praising and worshiping God, he fights on your behalf. Easy. You don't even got to look. They weren't even there. They weren't there. 
They weren't there to hear the fighting. They weren't there to see the fighting. They only got there when they see, when they got there, everybody was already dead. Their enemy was already dead when they got there. When they got to the spot, the enemy was already gone. It was gone. The enemy was gone and left the treasures, valuables for them to come pick up. Why? Why? Why would God do that? If you, David had to go fight Goliath, right? Some people have to go into battle. And some of us don't. God told them from jump, hey, you're, you're, they did what? Okay. They heard of a situation, right? This is, let's break it all the way down. This is a man who seeks after God, right? You, you've been seeking after God. You've been trying to do things right, trying to live right. You've been uh, reading your Bible. You've been praying. You've been trying to uh, go to Sunday school and church and stuff. You, you're doing, you know, making the steps and trying to change your life. You're teaching your children about Jesus. You're trying to, you know, to witness to the people around you and do right. You've been putting in that work to get your life right and keep it straight at all times. And then you hear about a situation or a situation comes up against you or something just happens, right? Something happens and you might get afraid at first. I suggest you don't because God has not given us the spirit of fear, okay, but of power, love, and a sound mind. But a little bit of fear could come in, whatever, startled, you know, just taken off guard. Let's just say that, not fear. You were, you're taken off guard, but then you remember who you are. No, wait a minute. All right, so you go on a fast. You pray. And you pray loud, God, do you not see this going on? Do you not see this? You told me to treat these people right. You told me to love my neighbor. And my neighbor is not loving me back. My neighbor is trying to get me fired. My neighbor has called a police on me about this yard situation. My neighbor has done all these different things against me. I've done nothing to them. In fact, you told me and that the first time that I got out of, had an offense with that person, don't even bother them. You're going to move them along. But they still here and they sit in my face and they still trying to get me fired. God, are you not the God? And now, now it's just not them. Now they got a group of people with them. You pray. You beseech the God, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay. You call on him. You know what he's going to do? He's going to tell you like he told all of Judah and King Jehoshaphat. The battle is yours, is mine. In fact, you're going to have to go to the fight, but you're not going to have to fight. Go go to the meeting. Go to the mediation. Go to uh, the, the trial. Go to whatever. Go to whatever it is you're supposed to go to, your court hearing, whatever. Go there. You won't have to fight. Your job now, you, you, we had a perfect example laid out to you. You're praising, you're worshiping. That is it. Okay? 
that is your job. You praise God. Because what you're doing when you're praising God, you're telling him, thank you for making the way for me up front. Thank you for clearing the way for me right now. Thank you for giving me the victory now. Thank you for making me the winner now. Thank you for making me healthy now. Thank you for saving my child now. Thank you for saving my job now. Thank you for promoting me now, even though it's in your future. You're thanking them now in advance. So when you get to the fight, you get to the court case, you get to the to the meeting, you get to the mediation, you get to wherever you're getting to. The answer is there. And you get to take home some treasure. You get to fill your pockets up with treasure. So not only does the mediation, because your coworker is acting wild, your coworker now no longer works there. Not only that, now you're promoted. No, they seen how you handled the situation. You handled it so well. We've been having this position. We know who to put in there. But after consideration, we want to offer this position for you. No interview. Oh, well, you know, your child has was doing this in class. But after, you know, some consideration, we tested them. That's because they need to be here. Promotion for your child. Whatever the situation is, you go to the court, you know, you got a, a weird speeding ticket or whatever, and the cop's trying to get you put in jail, whatever, weird cop situation, and the, and the judge throws out your case. I'm saying there's too many, God has proven too many times to be true. He has proven too many times to fight in your behalf. God is the God of vengeance. You don't even have to fight. It, I want to say the Bible says he finds it as a righteous thing for God to recompense those who've done you wrong. Basically, he he finds it like he sees that you did right. In fact, he believes that something that he should do is righteous for him to go pay back those who try to harm you. Oh, he's going to get them. You ain't going to worry about it. He's going to send them to wherever they need to go. All you have to do is not fight when you're not supposed to. All you have to do is not align yourself with someone who is evil in the sight of God. That's the only thing Jehoshaphat did when he was he was aligning himself with people who were evil in the sight of God, knowing how good he is. If somebody doing something you know that don't fit your current lifestyle, maybe y'all was cool. All right, let's go back. This is maybe y'all used to be cool. Y'all should go out and drink all the time. Y'all used to go smoke. Y'all used to go out and do whatever. Debauchery, right? Together. Now, you've changed parts of your lifestyle. Now, you choose to live a holy life. Now, you're trying to live a life of purity. Okay? You're not doing those things that you were once doing. Which means you have to realign yourself with people who are aligned with where you're going. Because when that person who's doing evil on the side of God gets back around you God was angry and Jehoshaphat you think God's like why would you put yourself around someone who hates God why would you put yourself around someone who does not do what you're if you used to drink and you found that that was a snare for you and you no longer drink and because drinking then since you down a spiral or something you don't want to do. Why would you hang around alcoholics who always drinking and partying? Why? 
because all that's going to do is catch you up. It's going to trip you up. If you used to be in the streets and doing all this stuff, and you don't do that no more, you have lined yourself with trying to live a life of purity. Why would you go back out with your friends who are still Fort Streets? Because they're going to have Fort Streets type stuff to do with you. That's all they get. That's all they know. So why would you align yourself with that? Now you're going against what you said you wanted to do. Don't forsake the assembly of God's people. You're supposed to love your neighbor, not be in cahoots with their foolishness. Right? It's, it's two different things. Because what you're, you're not judging someone for not being where you are. You're not judging someone from not making the same life choices that you're making. You're not being judgmental. You saying, no, I don't want it. I don't drink anymore. Is it calling them an alcoholic? You just said that you don't want to drink no more. I am not going out to the bar anymore. Thank you. Or is this is how the story goes. Hey, we finna go do whatever, whatever. You want to come? Oh, no, thank you. Oh, wow. So you've been, you active like, no, I just don't want to go. Oh, well, you too good to go out? Look, I don't want to go out to drink no more. Well, you don't drink no more? I don't drink no more. Oh, oh, you think you're better than me? No, I just don't drink anymore. Now that's the conversation's been had. Now you don't gotta, you don't gotta play it out in your head. I just did it for you verbally. Have the conversations. If you don't want to go, just a no should suffice. But you know what happens with those people who are full of evil. Okay. And doing things, you love the person, not their sin. And I'm not saying that that person is evil. Their actions just can be evil, right? People, it's, ne- it's usually never just one thing, right? There's there's usually a gateway sin or a gateway spirit that busts the gate open and brings in everything else. So when you have one, like, okay, I drink all the time, but when I drink all the time, I also, uh, I lie all the time. And because I lie all the time, I'm also... Uh, doing what X, Y, and Z. I have this other type of perversion in my life because I have, I'm just going to have one. I'm going to have at least two or three or four or seven. See how that just adds up real fast? Like, I also do that. I'm also, uh, I steal, you know what I'm saying? These people, they, they don't just have one thing. And I as in Brittany, but those people. It's never just one thing they do wrong. Nobody does just one thing wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's never just like when you was out there in the world, it wasn't just one thing you were doing wrong. It was several. All right. I know because if, if you want to quantify it, you could count down your list. Well, I did this. Oh, I also was doing that. I was also doing that at the same time. Oh, shoot. If I was out here fornicating, I was also drinking. I was also smoking. I was also lying on this one thing. I was also every now and again, I was still, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I was also, um, be cussing people out left and right up and down the street and it didn't it didn't matter i would get into fights you know what i'm saying uh i would shoot at people i would do all, you know what i'm saying you, you can sit there and you can list out the things that you used to do because it's never just one thing because nothing comes like it's like if you look at it god is three in one he's not just one god he's he's the father son and the holy spirit satan's a copycat it's not just going to be one it's going to be multiple things going on at one time so, when you align yourself, people who don't do right, 
just know what you're going to be getting. It trips you up. It's a sneer. Okay? Because when you set yourself up with those type of people and then something else comes against you, mm-mm, mm-mm, that's all I can say. Don't do it. It is okay that when you move on with your life, on any version and level of moving on with your life, everybody's not meant to go with you. Everybody is not meant for every level. There are some people that can go different levels with you. There's some people who skips levels. So you going from level 10 to level 7, and then someone sits out for a minute, and now you're on level 4, and maybe that person comes back at level 4, and that's okay too. Well, some people that you were at at level 10 that you're not with in level 8. And some people that you were at at level 8, you never see again at level 3. And that's okay. You're trying to get to the top level. Trying to get to level 1. Okay? It is totally okay to leave those people behind. That's the nicest way I can say it. You leave them behind. Doesn't mean that you, you, doesn't mean that you stop, you know, being nice. You keep them in your prayers. You just don't got to hang out with them every day. Okay, you can still speak. We ain't going to be antisocial. You still going to speak. You can still be cordial. Because I'm not telling you to start being a stuck up church person. I don't believe in that. But you got to change your environment. Change the people you're around. God is already fighting your battles. Right? He's already fighting your battles. Don't give him more battles to fight because you're putting yourself in situations you were never supposed to be in. Jehoshaphat was never supposed to be in that war, that little fight that Ahab was going to. In fact, that fight that Ahab was going to was only for him to die in. Huh? The fight that Ahab was asking Jehoshaphat to go to was only created to kill him. We need, God needed Ahab to get there to die. Jehoshaphat came along to a funeral. Basically, he was only going to, the, he was going to a funeral. Right? Not only that, if I look at it, how my brain just, just dissected it just a second ago. Je, Ahab was set Jehoshaphat up to take the fall for him. Because where, where, where was Ahab? You asked him to go. So, your homeboy, your homegirl hits you up. Hey, come to this, uh, we're going to this kickback over here at such such house. You want to come with me? Oh, you know, yeah, you're my people, so I'll go with you because of you. But you don't know all along this whole time, this person going to the kickback, that person's going to get shot there. It was intended for them to die there. And you come along. You come along and you dress in their clothes because you met them at their house. Oh, you like this certain. Oh, let me actually let me wear that shirt. And you put on their clothes and that person is looking for somebody who looks like this. And a bullet flies. This is the stuff I'm talking about. You don't put yourself in those situations. Some things is not permitted you to go for it. There's some places you got to hear the spirit of God. You got to get to where you're reading God and you're praying. You're hearkening your ears to when God speaks. Some places are not meant for you to go to. Some parties are not meant for you to be at. Some uh, restaurants, some concerts, 
some gatherings, what have you. Okay. Some places are not meant for you to go to. Some people are not meant for you to see at this point. Let them folks go. If it's something you used to do, you don't do no more. Don't do it. Don't do it just to be cool with that person. Don't do it. Just not make the first person feel bad. It's okay if they feel bad. Because they get that's them. That's on them how they choose to feel about you wanting to move on with your life. That's that's on them if they're choosing to feel different or weird or making it an issue that you're choosing to, to seek after the things of God. Because you know that eventually you're all going to die. And you have to take account for what you've been doing on this earth for however many years that you've been on it. God don't play about you. He does not. So don't put him in a situation where he has to dodge a bullet for you. He has to make a bullet curve around you to hit somebody else. You do not make him. Okay? We don't want to test God. But that's what we're not going to do. We're not, not children that test our parent. We do not test our father. We do not test him. We ask for grace and mercy. Does that mean we're going to go out here and go play in traffic? Because that's essentially what you're doing when you're doing stuff like that. You're just going to play in traffic and see, you know, if I can make it across. That's not a game that we need to be playing. He doesn't play about you. He's already prepared. God is a God of strategy. God is a God, like, you think you're smart? Where do you think you get it from? Okay? You think you could plan? God has got a strategy. God was already taking Ahab out. I think his wife had already died. All right? I think Jezebel had already fell out the window. He already had planned for Ahab to die in this way. He was asking and consulting the other spiritual beings, how do we get them there? Then one spirit decided, hey, I will go be a lying spirit. And you see how, and if it's a lying spirit, what kind of spirit do you think that is? That was a demonic spirit. A lying demonic spirit in the, in the mouth of false, these false gods, uh, the false prophets of the false gods, right? And you go and you're, they hyping up Ahab. God already had a plan for that man. That man was going to die one way or another. So much so that you thought... You thought you were going to get my my child who act right to die. No, I'm going to move these people out the way. And I'm going to send a random arrow to hit you in the most random spot. So not only did you die, you died slowly. Bow. Hit him. Just sitting there painful. It was painful. Bleeding internally. He just died at the end of the day. He's got a strategy. And he had to strategically keep you safe. He had to strategically keep Jehoshaphat safe. Get him back home. That's when he can fuss. I did not tell you to go over there. Come on. Then when these people who God already he's seen them coming to. Was coming up against you. The same people he knew. Was probably going to come up against you. When he already told Moses. To leave them folks alone. Because the guy that's got a strategy, God always has to show himself to be who he is. So, thousands or hundreds, maybe thousands, I don't know. I'm not going to do the math. But before Jehoshaphat was born, 
however many years before that, God told Moses and them, leave these folks alone. You think that God didn't know that however many hundreds or thousands of years later, those same people's going to attack his children while they're in the land that Moses was trying to even put a toe into. He didn't even get a step foot in there. He knew. But he had to show it. Oh, and also at the end, because all the people around Jehoshaphat, everyone around Judah, all those other countries heard about how God fought for his people. There was peace for the entire reign of Jehoshaphat. No one ever tried Jehoshaphat. No one else tried. God made an example of all those people. And no one else tried Jehoshaphat and Judah. Because God fought for them and utterly destroyed those people. Decimated those three nations. They killed each other. So much like you're a fight, like so much so that no one lived. Not one. You know, it's like there's one lived to tell the tale. No, nobody lived to tell the tale. Nobody. It's like the last two folks stabbed each other at the same time. Dead. Or wounded each other so much that they both eventually bled out and died. Why would God do that? Because he didn't play about Jehoshaphat. He didn't play about Judah. These people had gotten better. They had fixed a lot of their ways. So much of Jehoshaphat went around having people learn about the ways of God. Throughout the whole kingdom. And their territories. So no, God wasn't playing about that man. Y'all are not going to hurt him or my people. My people love me. God is not going to let nobody run up on you. Especially... You doing right. You trying to live right. You know what I'm saying? You doing what you're supposed to do. You're making your steps. You're trying every day. You're praising God. And something, somebody sets themselves up as an enemy against you. They're nuts. I pray for those people who set themselves up as an enemy against you, you child of God. I pray they repent. I pray they repent. Those other folks died because of it. I pray they repent. Because what they can't do is set themselves up as an enemy against you. They better shut their mouths talking about you. They better mind their business fooling with you. Okay? They better keep quiet when it comes to you. Because what you don't hear, God does. What you don't see, God does. What you're not there for, God is there for. Whatever plots, whatever plans, whatever potion, whatever trap, whatever snare, whatever story that was spun to be against you, God has already seen it. And he is ready to take his vengeance on those people. He is not playing about you. It's like sometimes when stuff happens and I feel like someone's frustrating me, I I'm really going to like warfare prayers. I, I'm praying, okay? And it's like in my head, I guess it's like a little kid, all right, like a little girl praying, crying out to her dad. And this giant lion comes up behind and then roars, like a loud roar. The lion of Judah comes and just claims his to her that this is my child. How dare you come against my little girl? And you know what lions eat? 
Meat. <laughs> meat. Okay. If anyone's setting themselves up as an enemy against me, what they're saying is I am fresh meat for the light of Judah to come get. Ding, 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 ding. Dinner time. Okay. That's what they're saying. They may not realize that's what they're doing, but that's what they're doing. Anybody said this says that anybody has the, the audacity to open up their mouth and say anything spiteful about you, say anything, set something up against you, go whispering in someone else's ear, try to plot against you. Honey, let them. You ain't got to go defend yourself. You ain't got to go fight nobody. You don't got to go do nothing. Why? Because what can you do that God can't do faster swifter with more consequence you don't have to um well i don't like nobody playing with me play with my name you know what i'm saying i'm tired i'm gonna go out you ain't gotta do none of that you don't you don't god don't like nobody playing with your name either (laughs) he don't like that either god don't like nobody uh thinking they uh uh well, I'm willing, nobody's willing to take it to where I'm willing to take it to. Oh, God can take it further than where you're trying to take it to. Oh, you think you're doing something? You think you're somebody? You think you're bigger than God? Don't set yourself up as an enemy either then. Mm-mm. He don't play about his children. He does not play about his children. And... I see myself with God. I'm a little girl with a little plaits in my head and little twisties with the little barrettes. Okay, I just have a whole bunch of colorful barrettes. Okay, have my little colorful barrettes in my hair. And I'm like, God, Dad, these people over here, they did this, 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 this to me. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have a conversation with my father. I don't know what y'all going to do. What do you think? Jehoshaphat was like, Dad, do you not see these people? Do you not say like <laughs> Jehoshaphat was not playing, okay? Jehoshaphat was like, look, do you not see? Look, these people are coming. Are you not God? Are you not the one who gave us this land? Are you not the one who who's the beginning and the end? Are you not the great power for God, full of might and power? That's you, right? I know it's you, but do you see these people then? That's how you got. You gonna have to come boldly to the throne of grace. Okay, if anybody's bothering you, harassing you, if anyone setting themselves up as an enemy against you, anyone is lying on your name, okay, conspiring, trying to set up traps, all of that, guess what? You need to pray, fast, and call on the Lord your God. And see what the Lion of Judah does. See what Jehovah Sabaoth does. See what the Lord of Hosts does on your behalf. Because after you did that and you praise. So while you're praising and singing and closing your eyes, worshiping, hands lifted. You think God's going to let somebody come stab you in the back while you're doing all that? Absolutely not. It's not happening. Absolutely not. You have to know God loves you enough to not play any type of foolish games when it comes to your life. Any type of foolishness 
Okay, what you have to stop doing is letting it happen. What do you mean, Brittany, by letting it happen? What I mean is you need to stop trying to fight these people back. You need to stop trying to, there's two, there's two ways of, of fighting. Like there's technically three, right? You either could be passive and do nothing. That's also not what God said to do. Well, I'm just not going to say anything to him. I'm not going to do anything. And walk off. That's right. That's it. That's stupid. Well, you know, I'm just trying to be nice. You know, you said, you said not to, you know, fight the people. So I'm just like, so if somebody comes in your house with a gun, you're just going to like, well, I'm not going to do anything. That's not, that's not, that's, no, we don't do that. There's the combative. I'm going to try to fight my own fights. I'm that big. I'm prideful. I'm all this. I'm big, bad, whatever. You want to go get in their face, hollering, acting fool and doing whatever. And God didn't tell you to do none of that either. What you're supposed to do is let God fight your battles. How are you going to let God fight your battles? It's not passivity. I'm not saying being passive. I'm not saying do nothing. I'm saying and you use the tools of the spirit, the weapons of the spirit. What is the sword of the spirit? What is the sword of the spirit? It's the word of God. You use the word of God to fight your battles. When you go into prayer, you're praying the word of God. You're not praying your feelings. You're not praying your hurt feelings. Oh God, they hurt my feelings. That girl, she said something mean to her, made me cry. Like, how dare she talk about my, my gap teeth? How dare she talk about my, my eye crooked? I know it's been crooked my whole life. No. How dare she talk about my what, my top lip bigger than my bottom lip? That's not, that's just, you're crying. And we ain't doing none of that crybaby stuff. Do not come to God with no crybaby stuff. Okay. Where it says, come boldly to the throne room of grace. You're supposed to give thanksgiving when you enter his gates. Okay. Enter his courts with praise. Okay. You're supposed to go in there a certain way with a certain posture. You are a joint heir with Christ Jesus. which means you are the child of God. You don't come in there on some peasant type crybaby stuff. You come in there like, hey, God, dad. I am your child and I know I'm your child. I recognize all the things you said about me. And these individuals here are setting themselves up as an enemy against me, which means from what I read and who I understand you to be, they're setting themselves up as an enemy against you. And what I know about you is you're not going to let anybody come up against you in that manner to try to blaspheme your name. I know because your word says this and you put your word above your name. So, Lord, I'm going to give you, I'm let God of vengeance, I need you to arise on my behalf. Let the God of vengeance arise. Fight on my behalf, Lord. And you get the praising and worshiping. Okay? You get the praising and worshiping the Lord your God. And when he's done with those people, whatever plan they had was destroyed, Whatever plot they had was destroyed. Whatever um, treasure, whatever thing they had that was in their possession that they thought was going to keep is yours now. The people died. Because they had the audacity to come against the children of God. Died. Unceremoniously. Gone. And they still have taken. That's wild. 
God doesn't play about you. He don't play about me. He don't play about your family. I don't care if they save yet or not. Because one thing I know is that God knows the plans he has for all of us. All right. So what you do is you, you walk out your life every day. You be the example. You be the miracle in your, in your life and your people around you get to see that. You get to see God doing a miracle around you and it draws them to God. Let your life be the testimony. And what a testimony to have is, you know what? I learned to praise and worship and I watched God fight every single battle for me. I've learned to, to go boldly to the throne, boldly like Jehoshaphat, like Hannah, like all these people, like Jacob. I wrestled. I would not let go until God blessed me. I would not let go. You got to figure out what you want. God don't play about you. You shouldn't be playing about God. He don't play about you, honey. He's going to fight for his children. He does not. When you're a favorite child of God, he's not playing about you. Keep that in mind next time you run into an obstacle, be it a person, be it a situation. Mountains have to be moved. There's a scripture that says that the mountains or some mountains are made low and valleys are lifted up to make it flat, make it easy. Now I'm going to pray and decree the word of God over you as you begin to understand that God does not play about you. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy to find grace to help in time of need. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth, O God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. But the Lord is with me as a mighty terrible one. Therefore my persecutors shall stumble, and they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation, to them that trouble you. See how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we will be called children of God, and such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us, because it did not know him. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. I want to thank you for joining me today and tuning in to another episode of Bebo with B. If this episode resonated with you, please subscribe, comment, rate, and review the podcast. Your feedback will mean the world to me. And if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram at bewill underscore with B. Until next time, I appreciate you for spending time with me on this journey to complete wellness. See you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.